0: Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Lasso. We have a special one-on-one as I chat to former Manchester United legend Andy Cole, He joins me for a chat about Man United then, Man United now, and so much more, including all the work he does in regards to kidney research and his autobiography, Fast Forward. Stay here because Que Lasso with Andy Cole begins right now. Well, it's a very special edition of Que Lasso, and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome, honestly, one of the greatest players the game has ever seen a Newcastle United, and of course, Manchester United legend and current ambassador, Andy Cole. He's the third highest goal scorer in Premier League history with 187 goals and holds Premier League records for most goals scored in a 42-game season and fastest to score 50 goals. He did that in 65 matches, including the five leagues titles uh, he won with United. He's part of the historic 98-99 trouble winning squad forming, may I add, one of the most dynamic partnerships up front with my villa hero, Dwight York. He is one of the only English players who has literally won everything from the Champions League to Young Player of the Year and an incredible career that has lasted more than 20 years. But Andy is more than that. After his own personal story and struggles due to a kidney transplant in 2017, he is an advocate for kidney research, which includes his own organization, the Andy Cole Fund, but he also does a lot for the Black, Asian, ethnic, and minority community, as well as an honest person who talks about the mental and physical challenges of life after a kidney transplant and so much more. And we're here to talk about it and his beautiful autobiography, which I read. Fast forward, which includes a foreword from the great Sir Alex Ferguson. Andy, it's an honor to have you here. Apologies for the long intro, but you are worth it, my friend. Thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me.
0: Um, honestly, um, we're going to get into it uh, about everything. Uh, first of all, how are you as COVID continues to impact our lives? Uh, how, how are you doing?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like everybody else, you know. I, I think this, this lockdown we're having at the moment in, in the UK, is, it's a tough one. You know, I think this has been the toughest one of them all. You just don't know what's happening. So um, just got to try to keep your head down and keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially during a lockdown, it's just about keep moving forward. Listen, w- one of the things that really impacted me with you was your two chats with uh, Donald McCrae for The Guardian, my former employer, actually, uh, back in the day. Uh, it was just beautiful, honest, sad, but also really inspiring as you discussed your mental and physical obstacles uh, due to your kidney transplant, how do you use that to spread hope and strength? Aside from obviously the Andy Fund uh, organization, how do you do that uh, with everything that's going on? Cause I'm imagining it's even harder now with COVID and
1: everything. Uh, how do I do? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, so, the, the way I look at things, you know, ultimately I've, I've, I've got to do it. It's as simple as that. Um, I ask myself sometimes how do I do it? The answer I come out of, I, I don't know. Mentally, it's tough. Physically, it's tough. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm not quite sure where I'm trying to get to yet. But um, when, when I get there, I let everybody know.
0: Well, I think you're doing just fine. I mean, not just fine, but I think everything that I see from you and, and just uh, the work that you're putting in. And th- to be honest with you, you may not see it because it's just an article, or whatever, but the message that comes across is so powerful to so many. Uh, you know, I lost my mother to cancer. I lost my father to, to cancer as well. But like, it's about moving forward, stepping forward. And to me, honestly, that's mm. the biggest message that I got across, especially from reading your book. It's about just step by step forward and forward and it's and it's very inspiring to see.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, my, my mom and dad always used to say to me when I was younger, you know, you've got to walk before you can run. And w- when you're younger and you're, naturally you're very ignorant when you're young and you turn around and say, no, 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 I can run before I walk. It's not feasibly possible. But it's, it's not until you find yourself in certain situations that you realise, you know, all the things that your parents say to you when you're younger that always seem to read their head At some stage of life, and it all seems to come a full circle because it's the truth. So I, I I think what what I've tried to do, I try to take every day as it comes. You know, there's good, there's bad, there's indifferent, but my mentality just keep going. You know, I've I've had yeah certain individuals let you down along the way, but it's how you deal with it. You know, um, you have to deal with it first and foremost by yourself before anybody else can help you deal with anything.
0: Yeah, well said. Well said. There's a line in your book, uh, I, I guess is the most, uh, is the biggest line, I guess, most impactful line for me, where you're, you know, it's, I, I'm not sure whether life prepared me for football or football prepared me for life. What did you mean by that?
1: Well, what did I mean by that? Um, I, I think in, in, in life, you know, we, we all go to ups and downs. But you never realise what those ups and downs are, are going to be until they actually come to hit you. You know, because life should be a lot easier than what we make it, but we make things complicated for whatever reason. You know, it's, it's a little bit like football. Football is an easy game complicated by fools. You know, unfortunately, we're the fools in it that complicate it. You know, so I, I just try and marry them both together and try and make sense out of nonsense. You know, that's, that's, that's way I look at.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm getting at uh, with you, I think. It's just about simplifying the things that don't need to be so difficult. Uh, when, when you look at players like, um, well, honestly, actually, my, my other question, aside from COVID, the other thing as well has been just, you know, how black and minority players, the things that they've had to struggle this past year. When you look at that, like, what do you what do you think? Like, in terms of comparing it to when you were playing?
1: Oh, man, you know, it's, I, I don't know, it, it, it disappoints me, it upsets me, you know, that black and minority uh, individuals are, are still going through all this nonsense, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's something that we should continue to live with, because we're at that stage, 2021, and all this nonsense continued to rear its head, it continues to get brushed on the carpet, then it comes out again, look, you can't sweep things like that on the carpet, you have to address it head on. And the more you try and frit around the edges, the more it's going to rear its head and the more it's going to cause problems. And that, that's exactly what it's doing at the moment, it's causing problems because no one actually wants to deal with the problem. And also if you continue not to deal with the problem, it's going to cause more problems. And that's the way it's going at the moment. You know, And until someone wants to try and deal with this issue directly, you know, the more and more
0: problems that it will cause. Yeah. What do you make of Marcus Rashford? Because I think- In, it, I in think football in terms? Problem. I just think, I just think you, you t- we're talking about things that are going on in the world, society and everything. And uh, obviously we're all dealing with our all, own internal struggles and also things that are happening from a societal perspective. And then I think about somebody like Marcus Rashford who I mean, forget the football, Who a tremendous talent. Uh, you know, somebody that plays for your club, represents your, you know, you're the ambassador of Manchester United. I'm just very interested to hear your thoughts on, on such a such an amazing human being and everything that he's doing. What, what, what do you make of it? Do you talk to him at all?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't had the opportunity to speak to the, the, the COVID situation we find ourselves in. You know, but I, I think he's done an unbelievable job for such a young man wanting to help out. Um, so many underprivileged kids, you know, because we always say, you know, the children are the future. And so yeah. if, if we don't look after the future, where we're we going? So what Marcus has done, like I said, he's been he's been brilliant. Um, I genuinely don't believe it should have taken someone like Marcus to have done this. You know, we have uh, more people in this country, you know, to be doing things like that. You know, but that. That's a testament to Marcus to why he done it. You know, he mentioned that when he was younger, he had the same problems. You know, his mum working a couple of jobs and you know, struggling to make ends meet. So I I just think it's, it's unbelievable that such a young man, you know, um, can do such a thing. Um, naturally, if it detracts from his football, you know, people are gonna start questioning questioning that as well. But you have to put put football aside when it comes to things like that
0: yeah absolutely but it's like you said you shouldn't need a marcus rashford to highlight and act on things that need it but it's just a tremendous tremendous person listen annie i want to ask you something let's let's now move to uh, perhaps brighter topics let's talk about um you know you uh, back in the day as i told you before we started taping my father i, I like you know god bless his soul not here with us uh you know I, i'll never forget it uh you know it, it In the travel winning year, he would call me and just gloat uh, over my hero, Dwight York, leaving Aston Villa and joining Man U, and then you creating one of the most amazing partnerships in the history of the game. How was it playing, not just with Dwight, but with that squad under the great Sir Alex Ferguson, who, by the way, uh, writes the foreword for your book? What what, what was it like?
1: Yeah, it was a special time in my career. Just like it was a special time, no doubts in the rest of the boys' careers as well. Um, it was a football played with big smiles on our face. You know, Yorkie was always been with his smiles, but for me internally, I was always smiling. You know, to be involved in something so successful. You know, I, I think when, when when you decide to do anything in life, you always want to try and leave a legacy. You know, and I'd I'd like to believe when I'm no longer here. I'd, People look back and say, yeah, I've been fortunate to leave a legacy that, you know, young black kids will aspire to say, oh, Andy Cole was able to do this. And, you know, we know it's just our toughest path was to get to where he got to. But we genuinely believe we can do it as well. Because that's what it's about. You know, It's trying to leave a little message for other people as well. So, you know, whatever you're going to do, nothing in life's easy, but you can get there with hard work and perseverance.
0: Well, I mean, if you remember my intro, Andy, it was pretty long for one specific reason, the legacy that as a player you have just left behind. And as you mentioned, not just as an English striker, but as a black player in the Premier League and just just such an inspiration to so many. It was really quite an amazing time. I remember it so much, the things that you did, not just for Manchester United, of course, Newcastle before that, et cetera. What was it like uh, working under Sir Alex Ferguson?
1: Uh, for me personally, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the best manager I, I could ever work for, uh, especially at that stage in my career as well. And I think you, you're always going to get to that stage of your career when you know, you're know you going to need someone to tell you that you need a total line. You know, There's times when you want to take liberties, but someone said, no, you're going to have to do, do it this way. And he was very good at that. You know, um, Discipline management, all those kind of things, he, he had an abundance, you know, and with all that, you know, everyone respected him to the highest level. And you, you can't ask for much more. And as, as a player, you know, he, he always knew how to get the best out of me.
0: Yeah. And and that happened indeed. Would you say the 98-99 season was the most uh, memorable for you? Is there any, any other time in your career that you think uh, higher
1: than that? No, I... Most probably not for what, what we achieved in the end. But I, I think my time at Manchester United, you know, um, going through the process, learning everything about the football club, weight details to become a, a top Manchester United player. You know, you don't you, you learn things like that overnight. and All those things are definitely a process and you have to try and work and work and work. You know, about 99, nothing will ever surpass that in, in a footballing terms. For me personally, but like the, the craziest thing is now, you know, I, I, I seem to get as much of a buzz and much of a thrill to see my son play, to see my son score goals. You know, I think every time my son scores a goal, I get tearful, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually still living my dream. You know, I've, really? I've completed my dream, but I'm still living my dream via my son, watching my son do so well.
0: Absolutely, uh, Devante Cole, who plays for Motherwell. Uh, do you go? Uh, have you been able to go up there or or see it? Or obviously, it's difficult now. But w- w- have you had a chance?
1: I haven't. Um, Covid's stopped me from doing a lot of things, just like everybody else, you know. But I, I think for me, yesterday was, you know, when my son sent me a clip of the goal he got last night. You know, I thought that was real special of him. But you know, I. I'm 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 just a, a proud dad. At, in the end of the day, and, you know, I, I had to post his goal on my IG yesterday to show everyone that I'm I'm still a punter. But I'm just a proud dad. That's what I am. You know, don't worry about what I've achieved. About what my son's doing now.
0: Well, I'm looking at the goal now. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I- I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you will take it, indeed. All right. Listen. Let, let talk about Manchester United now. I know it, by the time listeners hear this, it'll be two days since then, but that Sheffield United uh, loss, uh, what do you make of it?
1: Uh, I spoke about that this morning, and then, uh, man, I, I was so upset, man. I, I, I thought I actually played last evening. You know, um, I'm not going to sit and say, yeah, I, I expect this to go on to win the league, you know, but I genuinely do expect this to go out there and, you know... Um, Beat teams like Sheffield United, regardless what the Premier League's about. I know there's no easy games in the Premier League. I totally understand that. But when you're at Old Trafford, fans or no fans, you know you got you got to put teams to the sword. And unfortunately, you know we, we wasn't well able to do that last evening.
0: So you know, with this loss, obviously a dent uh, in the title hopes. Do do you see them winning the Premier League? Do you still see the hope in that, or, or what do you think?
1: I'll be very honest. I, I didn't see us winning the Premier League this season. Um, if I'm going to sit and say, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be lying. I, I, I don't do things like that, you know. I'm generally hoping we can finish in the top four. And if we get the show back on the road come the weekend against Arsenal, you know, I, I can't see why we shouldn't finish in the top four. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I just thought, you know, really, really disappointed that we wasn't able to continue that form and beat Sheffield United and go back to the top of the table. Nothing's given out at the end of January. Nothing's given out in February. You know, we've got to get through to May. So let's see where we're at in May.
0: Yeah. Um, What about, you know, because there's still other trophies out there. It's not just the Premier League. You know, obviously, uh, you know, beating Liverpool in the FA Cup, the Champions League. Do you see them winning a trophy in either of those or going far? Further on? I'm
1: hoping now, you know. Yeah. I'm hoping we can have a real good run in um, the FA Cup now, uh, beating Liverpool uh, in the Europa Cup as well. Yeah. You know, um, sorry, the Europa competition. Hopefully we can go as far as we can do in that competition as well. Getting knocked out of the Champions League was a bit of disappointment, but, you know, you've got to pick yourself up and dust yourself down and, and move on.
0: What do you see this Arsenal game then, Saturday? It's a big game. Uh, you've played in some uh, momentous Arsenal matches against Arsenal. Actually, your youth career began at Arsenal. H- how do you see this game on Saturday?
1: So it's, a, it's another tough game for Manchester United. Um, and I think Man United uh, have to get themselves back on the horse, so to speak. Losing to Sheffield United uh, last evening, they know now they have to go into this game. And try to get three points. If they believe that they can generally stay in a fight for win the Premier League this season, they have to win. Um, I don't think a draw is going to be enough. You know, because you've got to look at Manchester City now. Manchester City play the weekend and they've got um, Sheffield United. I can't see Sheffield United doing what they did to Manchester United, to Manchester City. So, you know, <laughs> so Man United will have to take three points at um, the Emirates Stadium.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Rightly So listen, here, my final question, Andy, we're looking at the Premier League, obviously, a lot of teams that are, uh, you know, pretty inspiring, aside from your, you know, your supposed big six, etc. Is there any team that you're looking at this league and you're saying, this is a great, great club and it's not being mentioned enough? Uh, is there anybody out there that deserves perhaps a bigger mention when you look at this season?
1: I, I generally do believe uh, Leicester. Leicester, Brendan Rogers, and you know, I, I look at Leicester to play real good football. You know, I, I like the way they play. They counter attack football. He's got some good players in there. Um, yeah, they've quietly gone about their business. Um, I don't, I don't think they'll win it. I have to be very honest, but I do genuinely believe they've got a great opportunity to finish in the top four. All
0: right, let's do a top four then end of the season who's your top four would you say
1: top four uh now I'd most probably go for Manchester City Man United Liverpool Leicester
0: there you go Villa gets a Europa maybe Andy sorry Villa gets a Europa spot maybe
1: Villa, um, you know, they had a real poor result for them last evening. They really yeah. did. Um, I know Burnley, Burnley basically fighting for their life every season. I would expect Villa to go on there and got themselves a real good result and it didn't work out. So, Europa running down to, what is it, eighth position, is it? Four, yeah, eight? It's a good possibility. But I'm, I'm hoping if it does happen, that does happen for Villa, it doesn't hinder them the season after not having a big enough squad and then struggling
0: in the Premier League. Absolutely right. Well, Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Honestly, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Um, I wanted to just give a quick promo to your book, uh, your autobiography, Fast Forward. Uh, just, you know, you can find it on Amazon, anywhere, really. Uh, also, the Andy Cole Fund, part of the Kidney Research in the UK. Just go to kidneyresearchuk.org. I don't know if there was any other Promos that you wanted me to to mention, but uh, to me those were the main two. Andy, uh, honestly, uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure talking to you, my friend.
1: Oh, thank you very
0: much. Thank you. Hey, everybody! I want to thank Andy Cole for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kegolazo Pod. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. This show is also on YouTube. We're everywhere, Cbsports.com Please make sure that you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to share and spread the love so we grow our little family here, that would be grand. Thank you and have a great, great weekend.